0: Sometimes we feel weak, powerless, alone. This gives us the emotion of being unprotected, defenseless, vulnerable. What should we do? That is the question. My name is David Ewan from the Bravehearted Ministry of the Resurrection Center in Indian Orchard, Springfield, Massachusetts, my pastors are pastors Jose and Melly Martinez. I welcome you to the program. You see, we have an enemy. What to do about it? And that's our title today. We have an enemy. What to do about it? And I will share with you the scripture of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. We have an enemy. And the scripture reads, "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil and in the heavenly realms. You see, we're not fighting against each other. We're fighting against what we can't see, and that is Satan. You see, Satan would prefer that you believe that he does not exist because... With that as a powerful weapon, then you don't know what you're fighting against. Okay, so there is a spiritual world with good and evil. And we are in the middle of it. And we need to be able to defend ourselves. And we're going to talk about that today. So tonight's agenda is the strategy the enemy uses to keep you defeated. You need to know that. You need to know what strategies are being used against you so that you can protect yourself or defend yourself from those strategies. And the second thing we'll talk about is standing firm in faith because our faith in God through Jesus is what keeps us protected. You see, we have the Holy Spirit that guides us. The next thing we'll talk about is ways to take up the armor of God and win. And this is a review of what we've talked about before, but we're going to share those items with you again in the scripture in Ephesians that show you what the armor of God is and how to use it. The next thing we'll talk about is how to use your spiritual authority in any situation. See, you have an authority, and it's a spiritual authority because we are God's children. And then we'll talk about the power of prayer, and that's communication. That's the spiritual communication. So these are the things we're going to talk about. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the strategies the enemy uses to keep you defeated. And there are a few of them, and I will tell you four of them. So strategy number one. The first thing is the enemy instills fear. See, I'll take a look at 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. And the scripture says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But I'll tell you who does give you a spirit of fear. That's the enemy. That's Satan. So if you have fear, you need to know that that is not from God. So you're under attack. If you have fear, then you're under attack. Be aware of that. It is not from God. So, the Second of Timothy chapter one verse seven, the Scripture says, "God has not given us a spirit of fear." Now, let me tell you strategy number two, and this, these are the strategy the enemy uses to keep you defeated. And I'll read um, John chapter eight verse forty-four. He is a liar and the father of lies. You see what it is, the enemy lies to you. An example is, Satan would have you believe that you're not worthy. That's a lie. But people believe that because Satan has a power. That's why Satan is called the father of lies. So be aware of that, the enemy lies to you. In strategy number three, the enemy tempts you to sin. And in James chapter 1, verse 13, we read, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. You see, what happens is we were given a free will. And one of the reasons why we were given a free will is so that we would have the choice of not being tempted. Just like Jesus had the choice of not being tempted. We are taught through Scripture the difference between right and wrong. So we're not tempted towards good, we're not tempted towards bad. We have the choice to go towards good. We can choose to be away from sin. To be tempted to go away from sin is less powerful than you yourself having the choice because it puts the authority in your hands under God. So the enemy tempts you to sin and that's a strategy that the enemy uses to defeat you. But if you are tempted to sin just know it is not because of God. It is because of Satan. I'm going to read James chapter 1 verse 13 again. The enemy tempts you to sin. Let no one say when he is tempted I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. And the fourth strategy that I'm going to talk about. And again, these are the strategies that the enemy uses to keep you defeated. The enemy stirs up pride. Well, Proverbs 13.10 says, pride leads to conflict. If you have an attitude, that you're in control and you don't need help, that pride will be your downfall. That's why it leads to conflict. You're always asking for help from God, and that's what you should be doing. And that way, you're not operating under your own power. You're operating under the will of God. So if you feel that you're better than others, or you can handle any solution on your own power, that is Satan that's lying to you. The enemy stirs up pride, and Proverbs 13.10 says pride leads to conflict. Now, the next thing I'm going to talk to you about are the three things to do while you're standing firm in faith. See, faith is a very powerful tool to protect yourself from the enemy. You got to first know who is the winning team, okay? And faith puts you in the winning team, okay? So it involves praising, praying, and being patient. So for number one, you stand firm in faith by praising. So you're praising God. You're praising for what God does for you. So that way you know who's the leader of your team, the winning team. Number two, you stand firm in faith by praying for others. And the reason why you pray for others is because you are part of a team. That is part of the fellowship. That is part of the body of Christ. Because it's together we win. We don't win alone. See, in the book of Acts... God created the church as a community, and that's the body of Christ. And that is why we stand firm in faith by praying for others. And the third thing that we focus on, to stand firm in faith, is by being patient. And the reason why we need to be patient is we have to be operating under God's timing, not our own timing. Remember, we talked about pride. The deliverance that God gives us away from the enemy is through a journey, and that journey requires being patient. So you stand firm in faith by being patient. So again, the three things to do while you're standing firm in faith to be on the winning team is praising, praying, and being patient. So here's a reminder of the armor of God. This is the uh, the reminder of the armor of God. We talked about this in a previous broadcast. Uh, This is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. And the scripture reads Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And again, that's in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. So here are ways to take up the armor of God and win. That's what I'm going to tell you now. Ways to take up the armor of God and win. Okay, and so let's take a look at that. The first one is to know your enemy and win. And first of Peter says in chapter 5 verse 8 is be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. You see, there is no rest for Satan. There is always the attack. So you need to know where your enemy is at all times. Not part-time, but at all times. So that way you can win. The second one. Take the sword of the Spirit and win. And I'll read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What is the Word of God? It's what you read in the Bible. The scriptures are the teachings and the principles that guide us not only what is the difference between right and wrong, but how you stay in the right and how you stay out of the wrong. And that is your protection. That is your weapon. The greatest weapon you have against Satan is what's in the Bible, because that is what God wrote. And number three, take the shield of faith and win. Take the shield of faith and win. And so I'll read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And that's in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. What that means is you will be under constant attack. Do not succumb to those attacks. Know that God is on your side. Know that God is on the winning team. Know that you are on the winning team. If you know that, then you are protected against uh, the attacks, the fiery darts of the wicked one. Because you know that you have the protection as a child of God. Now we'll go to number four. Stand firm and win. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, says Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 through 14. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. So, what you're doing in Ephesians chapter 13 verse 14 is having the confidence of the authority of being on the winning team. That means you are part of the body of Christ. You are in the church body. You are a child of God. And therefore, know that you have the authority and the power above Satan. That's what that is talking about. Now, let's talk about how to use your spiritual authority in any situation. You have the ability to use your authority in any situation. And there are five of them that I'll talk to you about. Different ways to take up the armor of God and win. Uh, the first one, uh, the first one is to use your authority for physical protection, physical protection. And I'll read from Psalms ninety-one ten: No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. So what happens is you could protect yourself from physical harm through prayer because psalms 91 says that is to be so and that goes along with number two use your authority to drive out sickness and in number two when as we go along with psalms ninety-one ten, that if you are sick you have the authority the spiritual authority to remove that ailment so again Psalms 91.10 says, No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. So you have the ability to conquer sickness. Number three. Very powerful. This is from Mark 16.17. Mark 16.17. Use your authority to cast out demons. And the scripture says, They will cast out demons in my name. You pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the demons are cast out of your life. You rebuke them in Jesus' name. They're not within you. They're not approaching you. They are to fear you because you are a child of God. So you can use your authority to cast out demons. Number four, you can use your authority to subdue the weather. And I'll tell you what I mean by weather. But let me first... Read Mark, chapter 4, verse 39. Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. Now we're not just talking about the weather, like you see the wind and the rain. It is the spiritual atmosphere. You can control the spiritual atmosphere to be peace and to be still. Uh, my wife and I, we constantly pray for peace, love, and joy to be in our household. So that's what we do, is we rebuke demonic activity. And we welcome in the Holy Spirit. And we ask for peace, love, and joy to come into our house. And number five, use your authority for finances. Finances. Now, I talk about finances. Thousands of years ago, when the Bible was first written by pen, if you will, if I could use that vernacular, uh, when it was first written on the scrolls, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 said, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. And what that means is that those in authority will not have dominion over your harvest. See, the the finances of thousands of years ago was that of agriculture. Today, the finances of today is that of money. Okay, so you can disarm the spiritual rulers and authorities that are against you. See, your, your harvest... Your blessings are under attack. So not only are you under attack, but your harvest is under attack. So you can pray for protection. So you ask God for your favor, for for your favor, covering and protection under God. And the next one, we're going to talk about the power of prayer. The power of prayer. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, 6, 18 through 20, I should say. I'll read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak words, may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So, not only can you pray for yourself, you can pray for others. You can pray for the kingdom of God. You can pray for the church body. You can pray for the elimination of sickness and the prevention of sickness. You can pray for peace, love, and joy in your house. Uh, you can ask for favor, provision, and covering in Jesus' name. There's a, that is the communication to the Lord, asking to be not only on the winning team, But to win on the winning team and defeat the enemy. And the enemy is Satan. You have the authority to do that. The only weakness you might have is your faith. The belief that you have that authority. But you do have that authority because you are a child of God. We have that direct connection through the Holy Spirit. And with that Holy Spirit, we are on that winning team. And we are above the power of Satan. You need to believe that Satan has not any power over you, but you have power over Satan. Okay? So this is what Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20 mean. Number one, be alert of your attacks that are upon you. Pray for you and others is number two. Number three, study the Bible. Study the Bible. That way you know the difference between right and wrong, what the teachings and the principles are, and how to stay on the right path. As part of the studying of the Bible, it's more than just reading and listening. It's attending a Bible study or a Bible session. It's also attending the church service. And in both of those, you are being led by spiritual leaders. And most importantly, number four, is to be guided by the holy spirit it's that voice inside of you which is the lord that is telling you what you should be doing and what you should not be doing and how you can be prosperous in many different ways not only financially but also with your health and wellness as well so what have we done today we talked about we have an enemy And what to do about it. So what we talked about. Is the strategy. The enemy uses to keep you defeated. We then talked about standing firm in faith. We talked about ways to cover the armor. To take up I should say. The armor of God and win. We talked about how you use your spiritual authority. And you do have the authority in any situation. And then we talked about. The power of prayer. So that is the end of my discussion. I bless you all. I thank you for listening. Uh, My name is David Ewan. I head up the Bravehearted Ministry at the Resurrection Center. We're located at 1060 Worcester Street in Springfield, Massachusetts with Pastors Jose and Melly Martinez you can always check us out here on Resurrection Center Radio. This is the Resurrection Center. My name is David Ewan. Good night.